0: Good afternoon, and welcome to our weekly Healthy Harrison podcast. We're live, I think all of us are in Harrison County uh, today, and we welcome you to a show designed to change your state, and, and we hope perhaps change the uh, state of health in uh, the entire state of West Virginia. I'm Gary Bowden, your co-host. Our other co-host is Amy Haverbosch-Wilson. Amy is the executive director of the Harrison County Economic Development Corporation and she's a vice president of the Healthy Harrison Board of Directors. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Yeah, We can all get back outside and get back to uh, healthy workouts again now that the, at least where I am, the rain has uh, t- stopped. That's right. I'm not in Harrison County, am I? Yeah, I might be <laughs> the only one. <laughs> I, just, I just realized I'm not in Harrison County, but uh, the show is still live from Harrison County. Uh, and we're streaming live uh, on uh, the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as the statewide uh, distribution network of our media partner, wvnews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who essentially focus on and share the mission of Healthy Harrison, that being uh, to foster measurable improvement in the health and well being of the citizens of North Central West Virginia. Uh, today, our guests are Bob Steptoe, who has practiced law uh, locally with the Steptoe and Johnson law firm for Bob, fifty years, by my count. Fifty years in November. Okay, I, I knew we had to be close. Uh, for twenty years, Bob served as the CEO and managing partner of the firm. He's also a former president of the West Virginia State Bar, a former chairman of both the West Virginia, and the Harrison County Chambers of Commerce. Our other guest is uh, Chad Riley. Chad is a professional engineer and he's the president and CEO of uh, the Thrasher Group, uh, which provides uh, professional engineering and architectural environmental services, uh, help, I guess, to uh, uh, businesses throughout the mid-Atlantic region now. You've grown quite big, right, Chad? Yes, and Brad and and Chad, you're a professional engineer yourself, correct? Sure, I am. And Brad also uh, uh, serves on the uh, board of the uh, Harrison County Economic uh, Development Corporation. Uh, Amy is, uh, as I mentioned in our intro, the (coughs) executive director of the Harrison County Economic Development Corporation. And uh, because our subject matter deals very closely with businesses and how they define and pursue healthy workplaces. I'm going to toss to you, Amy, to start our questioning today.
1: All right, thank you. Welcome, you both. Um, I know Chad and Bob both as members of the Harrison County Economic Development Corporation, as well as Bob's a a member of the Healthy Harrison Board. So overlapping health, overlapping economic development. I'm going to toss the question to to probably both of you, but we'll start with Bob. Um, Why should companies even place a premium on healthy employees?
2: Oh, well, I'll tell you, uh, I'll, um, I'll put it in two buckets. One, very simply, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it is the right thing for your employees and for your business. But go to the other bucket, which is the numbers dollars bucket. If you have a good uh, workplace wellness program, you're going to save money on attendance problems, uh, absenteeism, healthcare premiums, workers' compensation premiums. And just to give you an example of the types of dollars that we're talking about, uh, in a national survey that was recently done, um, it was concluded that every year, absences around the country cost employers $36 billion, 36 billion. Now that sounds like a big number, but guess how much heart disease, stroke, Diabetes and obesity diseases cost employers $707 billion. We're talking about close to a trillion dollars. So, if you need an incentive as a business person, um, I think uh, those are, are, right are two good reasons.
1: Yeah, definitely. Chad. And, and I, I
3: agree with what Bob said. I mean, Health has a real business impact on on our businesses and and on our um, communities. Um, You know, from a company perspective, you know, first and foremost, Bob touched on it, you know, we care about the well being of the people who work here and their families. And it's people that you see every day, you get to know personally, and we want them to be healthy and live good, long, productive lives. And, uh, and then just the second part, when you're a healthy person, healthy employee, you have energy, you have focus, you're more engaged in your work, and that leads to positive business impacts that it can have. So we think it's uh, very important that that be a focus for our business.
1: I agree. Um, and I can answer this one myself. <laughs> I think I, we all have our own opinions on this. Uh, Chad, we'll start with you on this one. Do healthy communities have an easier time attracting and retaining businesses?
3: Yeah, it's a little bit of a softball there, but I think no, no question. <laughs> healthy communities, um, you know, generally equate to a thriving, vibrant workforce, and healthy communities tend to be uh, have higher education levels, and and um, it just makes it. Our community attractive to businesses who are looking for, you know, you got to have a workforce if you've got a business and it just helps attract communities and it strengthens the economy, both in terms of the business activity that takes place, plus the incomes and of the employees that work at those businesses. It all helps strengthen the local economy.
1: It does. It changes those numbers that Gary talked about in the very beginning. Healthy people drive healthy economies. Bob, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Again, softball, you're right, Chad.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm all on board with uh, Chad's uh, observations. And uh, I would point out a, a survey I read uh, about a month ago in July. survey of uh, businesses in all um, 50 states in the country. Uh, and this was done by CNBC and ranked in the top four things that uh, businesses look to uh, when they're choosing where to locate is lifestyle and health. So, you know, we're, I know we're focused on things like uh, workforce training and skills and all that, but in the top four is lifestyle and health.
1: Extremely important. Yeah, with those numbers that you gave, it's, it's like you said, it's an investment. It's investing in our health is investing into our economy.
0: Bob, it, it seems like uh, companies around the world have begun to focus more on the physical and mental health of employees. Perhaps the cost figures that you uh, read through there in your first answer are part of the reason, but uh, would, would you agree that that's occurring? Has it, has it been growing over the years, and, and I'm just kind of curious, do you think the, the rise of tech companies, which seem to have given more attention to the health of employees, has driven a change in workplace culture? Yeah,
2: I don't know if, uh, if tech companies um, were in the forefront. Um, I, I'm sure they're, ve- they're very proactive in dealing with lifestyle and health issues. Uh, but, uh, my sense is just working with employers around West Virginia and, uh, other states that are close by is that most employers are more cognizant of the benefits of a, uh, workplace wellness program. And, and we're seeing more and more of that.
3: And Chad, what do you think? Yeah, I said, we're so, and I think we see it from our employees. I mean, I think they, they really look for that. They look for that you know, um, I don't want to say work-life balance, but, you know, they, they like to have a well-rounded experience and work kind of flows into life. And if, if we're able to help provide a wellness aspect and provide, you know, which, which leads to the mental wellness as well. When you're when you're healthy physically, you're, you're healthy mentally. And um, we find that our employees are seeking that and uh, we try to provide them.
0: Chad, are are there resources and could you explain them if if there are that would help executive leadership uh, build healthier workplaces if they're currently not
3: focusing on that? Well, you know, some of the things that that we've done, and we've done a variety of things over the year. We don't we don't have a formalized program per se, but we're always doing something. So, you know, really, one thing we do, and it's really kind of inexpensive is we provide healthy snacks and fruits around the office. Every floor you go to, there's baskets of fruit and, you know, people could just come and get them. So that's, you know, the nutrition part of that. We've done lots of different initiatives here. Like we've done a hundred miles in a hundred days. We've had the biggest loser contest. Um, we pay a portion of our employees gym memberships, uh, know we're located as as bob and steptoe are in white oaks business park and i was uh part of the group that helped design and plan this thing and we made it a walkable park and specifically on our campus here at thrasher you know we've got a little outdoor turf a little basketball court trying to promote you know at lunchtime people getting out and doing healthy things Um, and I think the last thing I'd say we do, and I know Steptoe does a lot of this, too, and then I'll let Bob take it on, is, you know, we participate. You know, we encourage our employees to support them in the Clarksburg 10K and other other type of events like that. If they're all going to get together and do something as a you know employee-led grassroots group, well, we'll pay entry fees or buy T-shirts. Um, and it just kind of creates that little camaraderie and incentive for people to get out and do stuff. Bob, we've established that you two guys are pretty good at this
0: and your companies, but but where are there resources for folks that maybe feel they aren't very good at this yet?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think a good place to start is with your uh, uh, insurance carrier, your health insurance carrier. Uh, They have all sorts of access uh, to different consultants who can help you set up uh, a workplace wellness program program. And, um, Gary, circling back to our earlier discussion, I think right now, uh, because of the impact that COVID has had over the last 18 months, uh, we really need to double down on workplace wellness and, uh, both the physical and emotional health, uh, everyone who, who works for us. It's a, it's a tough time and I don't think it's over. And I think,
0: uh, I think we've got to be cognizant of that, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's a good oh. good point because it, it, it certainly appears that it's it's not over. <laughs> we, much much to our joint chagrin, I'm sure. Let me remind uh, viewers real quick that uh, this podcast is brought to you by WVU Medicine United Hospital Center, West Virginia mm-hmm. University, The State Journal, uh, WestVirginianews.com, and Interaction Media. Those are all. Uh, supporters of this program that we do every Friday at this time, and we couldn't do it without their help. Amy?
1: Well, Bob talked about some of the numbers. Um, you both talked about some of the positives you've done. I guess, have either of you seen a significant financial impact on other businesses if you have the unhealthy workforce? I know, and we're not calling them out at all, but on the flip side, have you seen that happen throughout your careers?
3: Yes, Chad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I have, you know, I mean you, you put these things in place and we're not always successful. You know, we have unhealthy employees just like we have healthy employees. And um it, it does create a real cost because, you know, I mean, in our specific case, uh we're part of our insurance program is we're self-insured, so we bear a lot of those costs directly. But just in addition to that, it's what Bob referenced before, it's the ab- absenteeism. Um, a little bit. It's the it's the vibe and the culture of the place. If you've got a bunch of sick people walking around and unhealthy people walking around, it just kind of drags the whole thing with it. Um, and, and conversely, if you've got a you know healthy, vibrant group, there's just a buzz that everybody kind of gets behind, and and then you kind of feed off of, of your peers. So we've definitely seen both anecdotally and financially the impact of um, an unhealthy.
1: Yeah, I think the difference is that we've talked about some of these companies, and Gary, you talked about being Harrison County, but you both have companies and locations outside of Harrison County. So Bob, your opinions on the same question.
2: Yeah, uh, well, maybe I can uh, twist the question just a little bit. We have definitely seen positive outcomes through our workplace wellness program. Uh, ours is um, incentive driven. And uh, I'll give you a couple of numbers I, I think are, are pretty darn good. Um, we have a, what's called smoke-free for life program. And over the last four years, in our group of 250 participants, uh, we started with 55 smokers four years ago, 55 out of 250. We're now down to 11 smokers out of 250. Which I think is is pretty remarkable. It is. Um, and the second metric, um, because you know, some sometimes this is sort of hard to get down to numbers uh, and exact measurements. But uh, a second metric I think is pretty good is we do on-site biometric screening uh, for cholesterol, blood pressure, glucose, and BMI, and eighty-five percent of the employees who have participated in the program have shown at least a 5% improvement uh, in one of those categories. So uh, we believe it's working. And we're committed um, to continuing this program, um, which is voluntary. uh, And it's very private. It's managed by uh, a company that we hire. We We know nothing about the individual employees information all that personal health information is managed by an off-site company we never see it uh, we just see summary reports so and that's the way most most companies do it
1: so i think it's definitely working that's great to hear and then the, the micro steps the baby steps that we've been talking about through each podcast yeah to see these results um How can communities or organizations like Healthy Harrison that you're both aware of encourage other businesses um, for greater emphasis on employee health? What are some things that we can be doing?
3: Well, I'll take a shot at that. Um, I I think I think you guys are doing a lot of it. Um, Part of it is just straight education, beating the drum, doing the Healthy Harrison podcast. I think that's really important. Um, I think continue to participate in community events. You know, I referenced the Clarksburg 10K earlier. That's yeah. one I think is a great thing. Um, and I really think that, um, and this comes right back to, to business, but, you know, I know that Healthy Harrison is involved in the schools. And quite honestly, that's where those healthy habits start. is is in the schools and uh i was at the chamber uh meeting as you were last week when amy when we had uh you know superintendent stutler there and she made a pretty significant comment to me about you know a lot of times they get these kids and the first time they've ever had anything nutritious right they're used to eating uh fast food and and uh or having you know, food insecurity of not having, not having adequate food and nutrition. So I think, you know, continued participation at the school level to start those early habits will pay dividends to business years down the road.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with Chad. And I, my thought is that both as to communities and businesses, you need a culture uh, that focuses on improved health. And to get that culture, you have to have the folks at the top uh, buy in, be positive examples for it, and it needs to start at the top and uh, then go down. But then you can get together your your, uh, workplace teams that focus on health issues, community teams that focus on health issues, uh, and they'll do the work but you've got to have
0: support from the top. Bob, uh, you addressed this a little bit already by indicating that you're, at your company you're doing routine um, biometric measurements and all for your employees. I, I kind of wanted to ask for folks like Steptoe and Johnson and Thrasher that have programs in place that are working with employees. Uh, it, it presumably is something that, you can't just set up a program or a rule or some guidelines and let it go. It would be something that you have to assess regularly to be successful long-term.
2: Yeah. I think you've got to do an assessment in the beginning. And then uh, what we've tried to do is uh, set up a program where employees have several options. Uh, I mean, some want, uh, want to make their health gains with physical exercise. Others want to do it by healthy eating. Um, So we have programs that uh, inform our employees uh, about how to shop uh, and about nutritional programs. Um, For those who are interested in the physical side of it, we have programs that involve walking, exercising, and things like that. But the important thing is that it not be one size fits all. The program has to be flexible, uh, and then it will be more attractive to more people.
0: Chad, do you have people on your team that are constantly looking this and trying to uh, address new ways to keep people engaged?
3: Yeah, G- Jenny Weaver leads our uh, HR group here, and she does a really good job at, at, at that and, and running those programs. And then we actually take a lot of input from our employees, and they come up with really good ideas sometimes. And uh, so, you know, when they come up with those good ideas, we grab them, encourage them, and, and take the initiative to, uh, you know, spread it throughout the company. So, yeah. We mentioned that uh, these efforts,
0: one would hope, translate overall into a healthier community at some point. I'd also like to ask if uh, either or both of you uh, have identified, you uh, any success in changing the way families look at health and nutrition in their everyday lives outside of the workplace? That's Chad, great. go ahead and, and jump into that one. You know, If a male employee at your company has really
3: jumped into this uh, full force, uh, does he take some of that home with him? Uh, yeah, I think you see it. And ours is anecdotal. We don't, we don't measure that in any way. Right. Um, you know, that type of stuff is a little bit contagious, right? If, if, if you and your spouse or partner are, are, are both live that lifestyle, I and mean, one of you lives that lifestyle, typically the other one does. So we feel like that, you know, if we can plant some seeds here and get people to do the right things here, that that's the hope is they continue to take that to their, home to their families and it becomes a little bit contagious.
0: Bob, one would think if, if, if employees are taking it home, that that's part of the progression to community at large being healthier. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and what about you? Do you have any anecdotal anecdotal evidence that, uh, that, that your employees have taken at home and wives and kids are starting to do better in that regard? <laughs>
2: really the only, uh, one that I'm sure of, and then I can speak about. Uh, you. It may. But four children, and when yeah. I became a runner, then gradually they became uh, interested in running. So it, it does go home.
3: Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. part of it. It does okay. go home. Okay. It starts at the top, Bob, right? In your family or in your business or yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let me again remind our, our viewers that uh, the podcast is brought to you by. Uh, WV Medicine United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, the State Journal, wvnews.com, and Interaction Media. We always want to thank them because without their help, we couldn't do this uh, each and every week.
1: Amy? Well, I know Bob had talked about some of the um, just the assets that we have here and how we look at it in the bigger picture. And of course, Chad and Bob both realized that when we put in RFPs and we're marketing, this area, marketing, Harrison County, marketing North Central West Virginia to prospective businesses that are located here. We absolutely have to focus on quality of life and health-related issues. So again, I may have answered the question on my own, but do you believe we have health-related assets in our community today that would garner interest from some of these companies?
2: I do, for sure. I think uh, the bridge uh, in Bridgeport is just a spectacular uh, recruiting tool. Uh, and uh, you know events like the uh, the uh, Clarksburg Ten K, um, things like that I think uh, are attractive to a lot of people who may want to come to West Virginia.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. and and if you really step back and think about it, we're we're very fortunate. you know we have right here in our community UHC, one of the top just named one of the top 100 best hospitals. Um, we got the bridge. We got the YMCA in Clarksburg. We got Healthy Harrison, obviously, and um, and then you know we've got these farmers markets. When you talk about nutrition, you know you go to the farmers market on Sunday, you buy you know fresh fruit and vegetables, and uh, that all plays into it. Um, and I think I think we also have a number of community events that we have referenced a couple of them here. And you know part of uh, and we talked about it being infectious and spreading. Um, in a positive way, is is the social aspect of this. When you see your peers and your coworkers and your friends and your neighbors out there being healthy, doing healthy things, running in races, it's it, it just sort of spreads. I think all those things in our community work toward the goal of being a healthier community, and I think it's important that the business community support those things
1: i agree and the trail i'm going to add that because chad we thought at first it was a backdrop behind you but it's a real picture live picture and <laughs> you can see employees both from thrasher and steptoe that use the uh the trail system the linked sidewalks that are all through that love to see them walking and that's through all weather you know there's been plenty of rainy days that i see employees from both that are out walking and
3: i should have, should have left out the rail trail system either because that, I, I
0: i was going to go there yeah but obviously yeah. the county has been committed to that
3: yeah, so, you know, if, if you really look at that entire picture, I think we have a lot of great community assets that, that should provide an environment where we're attracted to business and we, and we, you know, provide make it easy for our people to go do things to, to get healthier.
1: So how do you think um, Healthy Harrison could be a better resource for some of these businesses really and the community in general, some of the things that we can be doing?
2: Well, I think we need to continue the programs that we have going right now I think they've been very, very successful build on them, uh, expand them. And uh, I think, you know, in in time, uh, healthy Harrison will become an extremely impactful organization uh, in this county, and it will help recruit business here.
3: I agree and Bob said something earlier that I I really think and. it's it's something that's hard to measure and it does take time, but he said culture. And I think that so often we hear about the unhealthy population of West Virginia and all the negative things. I think if you look at Harrison County, I think we've a lot of things to be proud of and and it's not the same picture everywhere. So I think just changing that culture, continuing to, to beat the drum, as I said earlier, um, that's the key. It's just going to take time and effort and everybody pulling together to, to change the culture.
1: True. I agree. We can be our own worst enemy, but we can also choose to be our best advocate. There's so many positives that we just talked about in just a half an hour that we can be an advocate for, for others.
2: Tell the story. Hey, Gary, may I just throw out one other thing? Right. Um, if any business uh, is interested in a workplace wellness program uh, and would like to talk to you know someone in our firm about how we put it together how we run it and where we've had our successes we'd be happy to talk and uh so uh that's
0: great for- help and that's information we can take to our Facebook page and our website and let people know that uh, uh that's an option and, and 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 we are did you have something else you wanted to add Bob or I was just going to say we have a very
2: talented person who oversees this. Uh, her name is Beth Christie, and um, she really knows the ins and outs of how these programs
0: work. Great. It's so, uh, great.
2: Shared
1: resources. That's yeah, another plus help. for West Virginia.
0: As we wrap up, uh, Bob, uh, because you've been with Healthy Harrison from the outset, you're obviously very invested in this with your company. Do you think Healthy Harris is it, Harrison is on a, a track whereby we can take programs soon into other counties and, and hopefully around the state? Because some of our biggest benefactors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, the university, that's where they've all wanted us to end up, if at all possible.
2: Yeah. And that's been our goal since day one, is to, uh, establish a template in Harrison County that works uh, we know it's it's efficacious and then we can take it to a neighboring county and spread it throughout the state and that's the ultimate goal
0: yeah well uh, Bob and, and Chad to both of you we thank you for joining us today that's good information and I hope we've uh, uh, we've provided them uh, uh, some insights through this program, and appreciate uh, the willingness to uh, offer a helping hand through your companies uh, to folks that might want to learn a little bit more about how you get a good program started. Appreciate you both joining thank us. Thank guys.
1: you. It's been an honor to have both of
0: you. Yep. Thank you. Good, good, good program. Good work. We want to thank you for joining us today for this Healthy Harrison podcast. It's our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state of health here and throughout the state. If you want more help right now, visit HealthyHarrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page. Give us a like, but you'll find lots of uh, support and and also an opportunity to stream past episodes of our podcasts on the Facebook page. Again, thanks to our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. On behalf of all of us at Healthy Harrison, Uh, And certainly, Amy, we thank you for joining us today. Let me remind you that next Friday, Healthy Harrison President Brock Malcolm and I will be speaking with Brad Riffey, the Executive Director of the Harrison and Doddridge Counties now, uh, United Way.